Hello guys and welcome to the 5th episode of the Do Not Mourn's podcast. I am Aviskar Kesi and today we are going to be talking about code review. We have finally gotten around doing a podcast that relates with our name. Uh, let's quickly get to know our guests. Hi, I'm Pratik Arki. I'm known in, in, in the internet as Pratik. I'm a polyglot programmer. I love open source. I'm a learner and I love building tools for programmers. Hello, I'm Sreya Daha. I'm a software engineer and open source enthusiast. Hi, this is Romit. Thank you for having me here today. It's been more than 3 years that I have been involved in the tech industry as a software engineer. Since our podcast is about code review, uh, it's only right that we start with what is code review. And although this might be a very generic question, uh, everyone here seems to have a very different answer for it. Let's start with Romit. Uh, for me, code review is is a process which helps us maintain consistency with overall product design. It helps us to enhance the code quality and identify flaws or potential flaws in the code before it is released to the production. Um, to me, uh, code review, the code review process is like a big uh, are you sure uh, dialogue box before we uh, push any code to uh, the product. Aviskar, I have lots of thoughts on code review. So basically, programming is a very hard field. How do we know we are a good programmer? How do we validate ourselves? And how do we uh, make sure that our software is good? So what I believe is code review is a process where every developers we know reviews our code and validates ourselves as a better programmer and validates that our software runs throughout different time. Because though we might be involved in somewhat uh, in a project, the project might last long more than we can uh, contribute to it. This was like a month or so ago. Uh, I contributed to a small open source project uh, by Sindre Sorha, so I think everyone here knows uh, who he is. Uh, I uh, opened up a pull, pull request there. Uh, he had a few comments. Uh, I thought I corrected them, and I uh, pushed the code again. And uh, I still, I still hadn't, uh, I still hadn't solved those issues. And uh, later on, when I checked on Twitter, uh, Sindhya Soros has gone on a long Twitter rant on how the uh, quality of uh, pull requests and code uh, has degraded in recent years. So uh, that is that is my experience of uh, that is my experience of having my code reviewed. Uh, what about you guys? Do you have some incident uh, regarding that? When I first. Uh contributed to a project professionally. Uh, up till that point, I'd only been working alone, so only I would read my code. So the, my, first, my first code review uh, was a wake-up call in uh, thinking about how my code would be read by someone else and how th they would perceive it. So things like uh, uh, linting and, uh, how, uh, and implementation details that I thought was uh, okay for me was not really okay f uh, for the uh, for the whole project and things like that. So it was a, a great learning experience. Uh, regardable, a wonderful experience and um, code review. Uh, let me tell you about the wonderful land of uh, Git's code review. So previously, I co uh, contributed a, a major portion to Git. So in Git, um, the maintainer and core team values the code review process. Uh, because um, once you submit a patch uh, and a patch, your patch remains there for a week or so, so that everybody can uh, look into the patch and find some mi minor needs. So uh, Junio has been doing a wonderful work, and all the core team uh, has been doing wonderful work. And uh, even uh, when I submit, and I remember that when I submitted a patch, uh, it went. Uh, I had to iterate it 25 
to 30 times before it was uh, merged into the master. And not only that helped me to make, a, make better programs, it helped me to write better commit messages, write better cover story, and my code was uh, efficiently better in the next patches. I believe my first experience are also the same as Astraya and Pratik's. So uh, I remember my early, uh, early coding days. I worked on a product where there were several features. And for every feature, what I would do is like I would go and create a branch and complete the work in it and directly merge it to the master branch and release it, right? After merging, there would be a couple of typos and improper formatting. Um, then what I did was I go and I created another branch to do the fixes and then again merged it to master. Like, and that is what the day-to-day -day, uh, work looked like for me. Then I started working uh, on a different project where we had like three other developers and we had a process where we would create pull requests in GitHub before merging a feature or a task in the master branch. I had my first pull request open and my code had about like 30 plus comments. And I think that was the very overwhelming and a frustrating moment at the same time. And I was thinking like why the small piece of code was not merged and like why are there so many comments? But later on, uh, after I fixed all of the comments um, uh, and when it got merged, uh, I realized there were two major differences. One, I did not have to like create other branches to fix my typos or lint issues because they were already pointed out in the comments earlier. And other one was the code looked really clean and perfect. And that, that was the point when I liked the concept of code review. For anyone opening their first uh, pull request, uh, it is definitely frustrating to see the, uh, see the comments light up like it's a Christmas tree. But uh, I think it's how you, learn, uh, from, how you learn from that experience. So let's talk about how code review has helped us uh, so far. Yes, definitely. Programming is a hard field. We must write clear code. Uh, code should be uh, very clear and uh, without code review, how can we make sure that our code is clear and uh, other developers can understand it? Because if our code is clear, then only others can expand on that code and might find some bugs very easily. Uh, every time we update something or we do some software changes, uh, we suffer a lot. Why must we suffer such, such things? And uh, uh, without code review, that, is, that can be possible. We, we will be suffering. So I'd like to quote uh, uh, Peter Seville on this. It says, code is not literature. We don't, need, we don't read code, we decode it. That's right. We don't usually, we as a programmer, we don't read code. We just decode the code. We keep that in mind and we just expand on that code. Uh, for me, there are so many ways the code review has helped me, but uh, I would like to focus on how it helped to standardize the code across, the, across a project team, right? Normally there are three to eight developers contributing to the same code base or even more. And by, by having a code review pr process, now we can define a proper standard way the code should be structured. During the code review session, we try to follow the standard and comment out if anything is missing. This helps other developer who did not write a particular feature to understand the code and what it is meant to do. To tell you about uh, how code review has particularly helped us uh, in a project, I remember once we had to deploy a hotfix uh, for an immediate issue into production. We were all seated around the table and working on the fix. And uh, since we were all working on the same uh, thing, we decided let's just push it to master. We don't really need to review the code. But uh, turns out uh, the hotfix uh, contained an issue that that 
was worse than the original issue we were trying to fix in the production, which would have been caught uh, if we had gone through the process as we uh, gone to the code review process that we'd normally do. So uh, after that experience, code review has become mandatory, however urgent the fix uh, is for production. Uh, we have uh, in some way or other reviewed our peers' uh, code. So, uh, what do you guys focus on while review reviewing uh, any pull request? Okay, for me, first I look at the commit messages and I look at the uh, PR uh, PR's title. So, what I try to gather is the motivation behind the pull request. And um, secondly, what I what I try to find out is um, about the person who, who sends that uh, pull request. So. Uh, what I mean by that is whether the person has a track record of um, getting good code and getting a test, getting tests run before su submitting a pull request. Because if um, if I can trust that person that he will, he or they will be running the t uh, pull request, uh, they will be running the tests. Then I can I can go towards uh, re uh, go towards checking the needs. And uh, another thing I'll be checking is side effects and regression. Whether the pull requests. The whether, whether the pull request uh, uh, enforces any such regressions or not. Um, I do code review in a couple of uh, passes. Uh, in the first pass, I go through the description and the commit messages to get a gist of uh, what we're trying to solve and uh, a high-level uh, view of how that's implemented. The second pass, I'll go through uh, the code a little bit, uh, in, uh, as in what files are changed or what methods or what systems have been touched into or and uh, if that is necessary maybe I'll, I'll have comments uh, for, uh, on that at that point and if if all that is fine then I'll go into the implementation details and how everything's been implemented and things like that I tend not to be too strict on uh, the implementation details because I, I think the developers should have uh, some level of freedom in how they uh, solve the problem of course, uh, of course, if uh, we need to look in, if we need to make sure it's maintainable and uh, it, like it's not totally wrong. But and uh, I also th I also think about what uh, effects this code causes to the overall uh, product, not just the module that, uh, that has been changed. And it's not it's rare to find issues like that, but it's some it's uh, something that n needs to be kept in mind while doing code review. I think that's the pretty much standard thing to say like and uh, I would just like to add one more thing on that so what I believe is the reviewers should be responsible to properly define the new or the changed piece of code uh, for example giving proper commit messages and while opening up pull request like giving proper title and description because the person who is reviewing the code uh, do not sometimes don't actually know like what the code is doing and the descriptions and the commit messages can help to jot it down. So uh, Shreya talked about uh, giving the developer uh, some kind of freedom uh, uh, for the implementation process uh, while Pratik touched on uh, uh, how he looks at the developer's uh, past pull requests uh, to what he looks at in the code review process. So. How far should you go during a code review? Like, should it just be about uh, verifying if the strategy for solving the problem is fine, or should it involve pulling the code uh, and then uh, running the tests? Uh, uh, how far should you go during a pull request uh, review? Um, I think it depends uh, on the project and uh, who, uh, on the changes that's been made as well, because 
uh, when you when you're working on a small team, you generally know each other and know how uh, know what kind of code they write. So in that case, just a cursory look at the p uh, pull request uh, and uh, just going through the implementation uh, should be enough. But if if you're working with someone who we don't know, uh, I think uh, pulling the code in, pu pulling the code to local and testing it and uh, uh, doing a more thorough uh, review of the code is warranted. Uh, we've all experienced this. Uh, code review takes time uh, and uh, it needs to be allocated somewhere. So where should code review fall in the development process? Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of uh, continuous feedback during implementation. So uh, I insist my teammates to open a draft PR as soon as they start implementing a feature so that uh, anyone who's free can look into uh, where, where, where and how the, code, how the solution is being implemented and provide early feedback so that, so that it can be uh, worked on. Usually if the code review is done at the end of the process, it's harder to provide feedback that, is, that, could, co that could lead to major changes to uh, what's already been done. So early feedback is, is uh, helpful and I think uh, better during the, pro during the process. Yeah, so I agree Shreya's approach on this. But speaking from an open source volunteer contributor's uh, approach or maintainer's approach, this can be uh, a bit difficult to do because uh, a, a, a maintainer or the core contributor doesn't have enough time and they will only be using their voluntarily time to, um, to, uh, to update the project. So looking at different uh, work in progress uh, pull requests uh, might be a, a bit time consuming and mostly when people contribute to open source, uh, when they start a pull request, they don't keep on following their pull request. They don't iterate as fast as they do in companies' uh, structure. So uh, to me, it would be better if uh, a person shows a working prototype uh, as a PR, then, then, the open, then the maintainer or the core contributor can look into that and say, okay, okay you need to fix this, okay, you need to fix this, but uh, in a more uh, respectful manner, then um, the code review can be uh, much better and um, uh, the open source maintainer would, won't be losing their time, uh, their voluntary time. Um. So in terms of where the code review falls in the development process, I'd like to talk about, you know, like the sprint-based project. So, uh, so once the feature is completed or even a part of feature is completed, the developer opens the pull request with, you know, proper title and descriptions like I mentioned earlier. Um, and the reviewer are assigned, uh, usually the reviewers would be the whole sprint team, like the whole team, whoever is involved in the team and the reviewer adds the comments and requests the changes and once the changes are being approved, like it can be approved by just two to, two to three reviewers, then the code gets merged, right? The code, so the code review process in the sprint is also kind of uh, continuous and the whole team is actually responsible to review the code, but actually the code to be merged, it just, it could only require two to three approvers only. Uh, I really like this uh, debate that was going on uh, between uh, open source uh, projects and uh, company-based projects. So, so I really like uh, the debate that was going on earlier between uh, open source projects and company projects that follow certain guidelines. So, uh, can we compare the pull uh, the code review process uh, between these two? Uh, 
so in open source, uh, there are different ways uh, uh, many developers work. So what I've been seeing um, in um, in curl development was a curl curl developer uh, Daniel Stenberg used to do Twitch programming sessions, and uh, during those sessions he would take questions and everything, and uh, for and he would even review uh, pull requests uh, on that uh, Twitch uh, Twitch session, and um, that would be uh, beneficial uh, too. And uh, other, I've been seeing some uh, prayer programming sessions too. So what our developer does is uh, he, they voluntarily take out their time, they look at a pull request, they do, um, they do uh, pair programming on that pull request, they try to make it ready to get merged into the master. Uh, this can be seen on the Silver Searcher pro project. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for open source. There are different, different techniques they use, so it all depends whether on the, it all depends on the project. Um, I would like to add something about you know like doing the peer reviews and peer programming and I think in case of project consisting of a teams uh, seems like I'm mostly talking about team projects today but <laughs> so uh, there are other ways to review the code right so like Pratik just mentioned we can do the peer reviews and also we have peer programming um, so in this project uh, process like normally we know that like two devs work side by side and collaborating on on a single piece of code and uh, one good thing about it is we get instant feedback and then also changes are done instantly right um, it is very useful as you know uh, because the four eyes are better than two um, also it reduces the time to review and iterate iterate yeah so i think peer reviews and peer programmings are a g great way to do the code reviews and uh, yep uh, i've also since uh, seen the Articles on Medium that uh, that are, that propose pair programming and uh, to say that that is enough uh, code review and we don't need any more code review for projects like that. And also, uh, I've also seen uh, some companies, uh, some small companies, where uh, there is no such process as a code review and everyone just contributes to the code directly. And uh, I've seen firsthand how uh, messy con and convoluted the code base eventually becomes uh, since there's no uh, gateway to verify what's going in, and everyone just makes whatever change they need to make t to get uh, something to work. Uh, so I'm grateful uh, that code review processes is becoming more uh, common in all kinds of uh, projects. Um, I guess the answer to the next question uh, might depend on uh, the size of the project and the scope of the project, but uh, who should be involved in the code review process? Uh -huh. So I think Aviskar already gave the answer. So <laughs> it really depends on the size of the project and like what the nature of the project, right? So normally, if we are working in a project or team, then I, I believe everyone in the team should be involved in the code review project. But uh, as a compulsory thing, like the original authors should be present in the review process, and also uh, maintainer maintainers or the tech leads uh, of the project should be involved. Uh, yeah. So that is what I think. Yeah, so what I think is everyone related to every everyone related to the code that changes certain part of their code should be um, in the code review process. Uh, so Linux kernel usually follows a method where uh, if you if you change a module of a, of a driver or something and another module gets um, affected by your change, then um, everyone 
affected by your change should be review the code otherwise you don't get a green light so uh, that approach is, would be also good but uh, it is really hard for doing js code reviews and not just that it's also becoming common that uh, our code is reviewed by bots I think uh, Google has a bot for that as well, and there are many uh, services, uh, software as a service. Uh, it's also becoming common that uh, our course are reviewed by bots. I think Google has a service for that, and there are also many other services to do that. Keep talking about bots that uh, do code reviews, uh, are there any tools uh, that we use uh, during the code review process? I think the most common tool that almost everyone uses is uh, a linter and usually hooked uh, on git commits or git push. Uh, so uh, we, all we, set a guide, uh, we set a set of rules uh, that needs to be followed uh, for the, uh, in the source, like uh, the tab versus space or things like that. And uh, a linting tool like JSLint or ESLint or things like that will verify if uh, the change meets that meets, meets those rules and if we, if we have said everything correctly then uh, any rule any code that does not uh, comply uh, would just not get committed to the code base so i kind of have a different uh, ritual while uh, doing code reviews different ritual while doing code reviews uh, so uh, while uh, while co contributing to git i had a habit of reading the um, the commits and all the code changes in a txt kind of file so what i do in uh, github is i just uh, append dot patch to the uh, url of the pull request and uh, i can just see the whole patch in txt file view and i and uh, it lets me read in 80 column lines i know that it's uh, a bit old but uh, it it's it, it's fine for me so i use that and other than that yeah i agree with Sierra about the linters and all uh, and i've also seen uh, some people use gerrit uh, and mostly i believe google google uh, projects use gerrit uh, it is an industry grade uh, tool before uh, before github it uh, gerrit was much more easier to do and even i hear that gerrit has much more features to provide than uh, github's uh, code review process uh, what's your mindset uh, when you start uh, reviewing someone's code? Uh, for me, code review, the, uh, doing code review or reading uh, someone else's code is a great way of starting my work day. Uh, it, it brings me into the zone of uh, the project's co code base, uh, and uh, that's a great way to start the day. So I don't have any rituals like uh, shares or weather morning or not. What I follow is a basic uh, principle that we should be respectful. Well, when I when I do code review and when I leave the comments, uh, what I what I feel is I sh I don't think that I should uh, start my sentence like I think this should be done like this or I think I would do like this, but uh, rather I do it like uh, maybe if I don't approach uh, I understand the approach of that person, I I rather say. Um, uh, I do not understand the approach. Uh, uh, can you elaborate it? Or uh, I try to explain that I might have another approach. Is this beneficial? I kind of do like that uh, thing in the code reviews. Um, I think I, I would just agree what Pratik just said. And um, so basically, we should not make the reviews like uh, as a personal opinions, right? But what we can do is like if we have opinion about something, then we can explain why we should follow that particular, uh, you know, like why should we do the change or like you should have a valid point to support your opinion as well. 
And another thing that I would like to add is uh, normally it's good to have a checklist before you do a pull request. So on my early days as a reviewer, what I used to do was I used to create a checklist where I would just define, okay, these, these are the set of things that I would look uh, in a in a code uh, in a pull request. And uh, later on, it just gets in your mind. And then uh, when you are later on, when you are reviewing the code, then you know you can just follow the things from the checklist. And you can, and as the time goes on, you can improvise the check checklist as well. Uh, Romy just mentioned uh, how someone can improve uh, how they review code by creating a checklist uh, uh, before uh, looking at the code. What are other ways that we can improve the code review process and make it easier for both the reviewee and the reviewer? Good question, Aviskar. Yeah, programming is too complex. Softwares are bloated. Uh, we are failing. Moore's law, the death of Moore's law, states that software is getting more slower, more rapidly than hardware is uh, becoming faster. Uh, our softwares are not really up to the standard. And as we can see, when you update any version of Electron or any other software, there are lots of bugs or regression we have to face when we do that. Um, I think. If we follow code review more sternly and uh, find out all the minor needs, uh, then I believe this problem can be minimized. Uh, so what we can do is, uh, we can do a lot of, uh, uh, the code review process should, uh, should be a bit long. Uh, not, it's not long in a sense that it should go to a month or so. It should be long that uh, everyone uh, should be involved and should find out minor needs in the program, uh, minor needs in the code and should find out whether the code introduces a regression and must have a proper plan if it uh, if it introduces a regression or uh, regressions or so, so there's a, a Linus law um, in the named in the honor of Linus Torvalds by Eric S. Raymond in the Cathedral and Bazaar, which said that given a large enough uh, given a large enough team and given enough eyeballs, all bogs are shallow. So if a lot of people uh, do code review. Uh, and do it in a timely manner, then um, bugs can be found and um, our software won't, won't be bloated and we won't fail. <laughs> uh, I completely agree with him. And I also want to uh, point out uh, one of the issues with code review that is common, that is code reviews tend to get a lot uh, personal. Um, code reviews tend to become a tool where the team lead uh, enforces his personal opinions uh, on the whole project and uh, the teammates. So I think uh, this is something everyone needs to keep in mind when, uh, when they're comment commenting on a PR about whether that comment is actually objective or it's uh, their personal opinion. And if uh, there are actual fac facts that support uh, whatever they're trying to enforce. So uh, I think the code reviews can become a little more uh, human and uh, easier for new developers if uh, that kind of culture is developed. We've talked, about, we've talked a lot about uh, how we go through code and how we review it, but what about the changes that are brought about which are not apparent through code? Uh, what do we do then? For the changes that are not uh, you know, like apparent to the codes, I think uh, there are two scenarios that I can think of. The first one is about the UI changes, you know, the design changes only. And in such cases, what we can do is in our pull request, we can just append the screenshots of how the design is going to look like once the pull request get merged. And that would give the reviewer a visual, uh, visual thing about how the application is going to look like after the pull request gets merged. And another one that I think is about the database changes normally 
in case of database changes, we write a script which would transform a data from one kind of schema to another kind of schema, right? And I think it's better to have a documentation of schema and defining uh, something about the transformation logic. And I think that is really helpful for the reviewer as well. Um, in cases of uh, JavaScript projects, uh, we've all heard about uh, jokes about how node module is the black hole of software and things like that. So I think uh, uh, we could have tools that help us identify if we're adding new uh, packages to the project and what kind of size change, uh, what kind of bundle size changes that would introduce or uh, if we really need to introduce a new package to the project and things like that. That would really help uh, the code base. Uh, we've talked about we've talked a lot about uh, code review, uh, but now let's uh, talk about something that uh, that that's been going on in our uh, lives recently. So, what are you guys up to these days? Um, well, I think that was the most hard <laughs> hardest question for today's session. Um, nothing. So, I I have been watching a couple of series like you know Black Mirror and Stranger Things. Three is here now, so yeah, I've been watching a couple of series right now. Nothing much. Um, I've actually been binging this uh, playlist on YouTube by Ben Eater, where he builds an uh, 8-bit computer out of uh, logic gates, basically, from scratch. So that has been very interesting and uh, uh, remind, reminding me a lot of uh, my college days. Uh, lately, I've been busy with uh, open source projects. Um, I've been working on Light Devil a project I'm maintaining currently. And um, I'll and I'll be um, in a contributor summit, virtual contributor summit uh, of Git uh, this coming September's first week. And uh, I'll also be speaking at uh, Way Weekend Kathmandu on uh, September 21st and 22nd. And I'll be speaking on Git on, those, on that conference. Okay, thanks a lot, guys, uh, for tuning in. And thanks a lot to our uh, speakers, uh, guests today. Uh, hopefully, you, you guys have found something to add to your code review process. Uh, review code and don't let humans fail computers. Bye-bye. Thank you.